Welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us. A Bible story that I can identify with is found in Luke 10 verses 38 to 42. It is the story of Mary and Martha, two sisters who were very close to Jesus and he loved spending time with their family in Bethany. Martha is the sister with whom I can relate. I need things to be organized, planned and perfect. It's true, you are a doer just like Martha. You like to organize things and get everything ready. And like Martha, I tend to become distracted with much serving, trying to do everything alone, and it overwhelms me and sometimes makes me feel inadequate. Mary, on the other hand, is my role model because I really do admire how she chose to sit at Jesus' feet. And Jesus spoke encouraging words about Mary. He said, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Mary's relationship with the Savior was so pure and so deep. I've realized that I need to first sit at Jesus' feet, just like Mary. His mercy is not linked to a measuring stick, and His love is not based on my performance. When I slow down to sit at His feet, I know that I'm not serving alone and that He will help me. Although some days I still struggle with being a Martha, I'm looking forward to that day when I can sit at Jesus' feet and have eternity to share my heart with Him. Today, our special guest on It Is Written Canada is Polly Rogers, and she invites us to make ourselves at home in her cozy old Victorian farmhouse. She reveals how the living room is a place where we can take time to sit at the feet of Jesus. Welcome to my old Victorian farmhouse. It had been a bit of a hectic day, even for our usually busy farm life. And I was looking forward to a much needed rest for a few minutes before heading back out to the barn to do chores. It was late afternoon when I plopped myself down in my favorite chair in the living room. And then the phone rang. It was my neighbor. Glenn. Hello, Polly. Your sheep are here in my corrals. What? Oh, good grief. Okay, I'll be right up. Glenn and Sheila live a mile up the hill from us and are our closest neighbors. Glenn has owned sheep his whole life and had encouraged me to start a small flock of my own. I relied heavily on him for help when needed, but this? wasn't the kind of thing he needed from me, wandering sheep. I pushed myself out of my chair and got in my truck and headed up there. 
As I pulled into their yard, sure enough, there were my ewes, all 16 of them mingling amongst his 50. How in the world was I going to get them separated out of there? Glenn just chuckled at me and handed me a pail of oats and said, call them, they'll come. So I shook my pail calling, here girly girls. That's how I would call them at home at feeding time. And to my amazement, every one of my 16 ewes came running to me. Glenn's sheep slowly lifted their heads in curiosity, but didn't bother moving. Some lazily went back to their grazing, giving me no thought at all. I couldn't believe it. As Glenn opened the gate to let them out, he told me, walk home, they'll follow. And that's exactly what they did. I walked gently calling to them as they followed me down through the bush, across a hayfield and over the road, all the way home and into the safety of their own pen. You know, it's fearful to have your sheep out wandering about the countryside. We have a lot of wolves and coyotes that prey on them, especially the lambs. Jesus says in John 10, 27, that my sheep know my voice and I know them and they follow me. The living room of our spiritual house is where we sit at Jesus's feet and listen to all he tells us through his word. We spend time with him, getting to know him. Now picture with me for just a moment what it must have been like to live in the time of my old Victorian farmhouse. It is still a fairly new house. The Great World War has just ended. It is 1918. A brother, cousin, father has just arrived home safe from the battlefields. There is so much rejoicing and celebrating together. Then, without warning, another battle quickly ensues. It is the battle of the deadly virus influenza. Approximately 50 million people of every age and race lost their lives as this horrific disease spread like wildfire around the world. One fifth of the world's population was gone in the immediate wake after a war that claimed only 16 million lives in comparison. This room, the parlor, that once was a place to welcome guests in for a visit over tea, became known as the death room. Bodies of the dead were laid out here as family, friends, and neighbors came to mourn. Following such a grievous time in history, it is suggested in such readings as the Ladies' Home Journal that this room no longer be called the death room, but rather, let's call it the living room. When we open our heart's door and invite Christ in and spend time with Him, learning, listening, and talking together, something begins to happen deep within. The Holy Spirit moves through these words, bringing to life its definition to our personal lives. It becomes meaningful and real. We gain insight to spiritual things and understanding and how to apply it to ourselves. The Bible that was once just a book of stories to us, 
it now becomes the living word of God to our very souls. For once we were dead, we are now alive. And it is so exciting. And this living room is our place of prayer as well. Prayer is vital to our relationship with Jesus because the devil is a sly one, always preying on God's children. And if he can lure one of his small lambs, unaware of any danger, out of the shepherd's fold into what appears to be a greener pasture, will find themselves in a pen of another flock, a flock that is not God's flock. How many of us have loved ones, children who have wandered off, left the fold to go out into the world's pasture, much like my own wandering sheep who got themselves into Glen's corrals? It's fearful to have our little lambs out wandering about the countryside. Where we live, we have a lot of wolves and coyotes and bears that prey on them. Death is a real threat, and we know it. But we have a Savior. The Good Shepherd is here, ready to go in search of those lost little lambs. Isaiah 43 says, I have called you by name and you are mine. Do I know the voice of Jesus? This room that once was a room of death is now known as the living room. Because of Christ's death on the cross, we get to experience life. When he says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Friends, I like that. Jesus is our best friend. And we are going to head into the kitchen now and enjoy what he has prepared for us there. The kitchen is the place of character development, where lessons learned is a saving grace. Let's take the ingredients of a cake for illustration. Flour. Now flour is dry, and to eat it all on its own, we would choke. It reminds me that without daily, purposeful time with God in the living room, my spiritual life can be quite dry baking powder. A cake needs baking powder to grow. As Christians, we need to grow, mature by the Holy Spirit's leading. If we don't allow this vital ingredient, we won't become all that we can be by God's work in us. Salt. Salt is important to bring the flavors alive in most everything that we eat. Jesus says we are to be the salt of the earth. That means to bring a good taste of spiritual things to others. But too much salt and we can ruin everything too. When I was nine years old and made a batch of cookies for the first time, 
I grabbed the canister of salt instead of sugar. My cookies were uneatable. It takes balance at just the right amounts when we are ready. Oil. Oil is a slippery, slimy ingredient, nasty all on its own. But without it, our cake would be as hard as rock. Oil represents the Holy Spirit, like an oil in a lamp. Our hearts need to be softened so that it can shine strong and bright with kindness and compassion for others. Milk. Milk is wholesome element. God's design for us is to be healthy and vibrant, wholesome. But in a world of sin, we have a lot of health issues and we can often find ourselves quite ill, in need of God's comforting guidance. Without this grace, we can become like sour milk, untasteful for others. Eggs. Eggs are the binding source, so we don't fall apart. But to get to the useful part of the egg, we must first crack it open. We can be broken people with a lot of hurt, anger, and resentment, cracked. But unlike Humpty Dumpty, who took a great fall and was not able to be put back together, Jesus is our healer, our restorer, and takes all of these ingredients of our lives and begins to do a work within. If we invite him in and ask him to change me and make me a reflection of who he is, you know, one of the coolest things about God's creation of his people, his children, is the variety of personalities and talents that he gives us. Like vanilla, or lemon, maple, almond, or coconut. All the flavors all the different people in the world. And sugar. He has blessed us with a lot of sweetness, the good things that we can be so thankful for. What are you thankful for? Family, children, a good job, protection. Or maybe these are the things that you're in need of and praying for. The point is, God is good, and when we are living in Him and He in us, He takes us and creates us into this beautiful thing. But on our own, we are really aren't too much to look at. We are just a gooey mess going nowhere. You know what? He has a plan for us, and it's a beautiful plan.
What a gooey mess. Who wants to eat that? Character development is not easy. It can be quite painful at times because, well, let's face it, it's hard to change, to put aside our self-will for God's will. It takes heat. It's our nature to be self-centered. Let's put this in the oven. This is a ceramic cookie jar that I made years ago in art class when I was in the 11th grade. At first, it was just a soft clay fresh out of its mold. I had to work at it gently, scraping the seams down and giving it a soft sanding. Once this was done, we needed to carve our names into the bottom before placing it in the special oven to harden it so we would know which item belonged to which student. Once this process was done, we got to enjoy the fun part, painting it. The next step was to dab on this thick, ugly gray goop all over it, making it quite ugly. But without it, this cookie jar would not be safe to eat out of. It was sealing it from the toxins of the clay. Now, when I had gotten to this step with this cookie jar, the gray gunk I had put all over it was not dry enough for me to turn it over to write my name on the bottom. Yes, I had forgotten to carve it in when the clay was still soft. And I had to run off to another class, so I asked my girlfriend if she would put my name on the bottom before it went into the kiln. Oh yeah, no problem, she said. She would do that for me. That evening, our teacher placed our precious projects into the kiln and shut the lid. The kiln bakes the pottery at a very high temperature that takes hours to reach its hottest. Then when it is done baking, it can take a couple of days for it to cool down enough to open the lid and take the items out. It's exciting to see how it turned out because that gray goop is a glaze. So when my cookie jar came out, it is a shiny, glassy product. And as I turned it over to see my name on the bottom, my girlfriend, my best friend, wrote this. Polly and Kenny. I was so mad at her. I just started dating Kenny. How did I know if he was going to be in my life for very long? We often joke that I had to marry Kenny because, well, his name is forever on my cookie jar. God writes our names on the palms of his hand to forever be his. Isaiah 49, 16 says, Behold, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Oh, I think our cake is done. When we allow God to take us through the fiery furnace of character development, he will take all the elements of who we are, unique in every way, the good and the bad, and makes us beautiful. Oh, look!
Mike and Renee are here. Come on in, guys. Hello, so Renee. Hi, Hi Mike. Polly. It's so nice to be in your house finally after reading your wonderful inspirational book. Yes, and thank you. And I'm so thrilled to have you here. Please sit down. We are thrilled to be here. Polly, this is such a lovely set. Oh, thank you. Surely there must be a story behind it. Can you share it with us? I would love to share with you. My grandmother collected these dishes right after World War II, when my grandpa and her were able to finally set up their first home together. They did not have very much money. So my grandma, she saved every little penny that she could find. She was a hard worker. And every month she would walk down to the Franciscan dinnerware factory and she would look through the shelves and she would pick out a piece or two. And over the years in the 1950s, she collected a huge set of these Desert Rose dishes. Now to back up just a little bit, she grew up working in her Aunt Glenna's hotel, setting banquet tables. So she knew the etiquette of setting the proper table. So when she was married, it was very important to her to have a beautiful Sabbath set table. So this is why it was so important for her to be collecting these dishes. When my mother was growing up and setting the table, my grandma was made sure that she knew how to set the table proper. When my mother got married, she inherited all of these dishes. They were her wedding present. And that's one reason why my grandma kept collecting them was that someday she would give them to her daughter. So I grew up setting our Sabbath table with the same dishes. And so Paulie, how did this beautiful set end up in your home? Well, about 10 years ago, my parents downsized so I drove all the way out to Washington and packed up a few of the family heirlooms to bring home to my home. And of course, the dishes were one of them. And as my mother and I were unpacking her hutch and carefully, you know, putting the tissue paper all around them, she told me the story of how my grandma had collected them. And part of the story, I had heard the story before, but as she was telling me, there was a very special element to the story that I had never heard before. My grandma, because she did not have very much money and she would be saving it and everything, and she'd walk down to that Franciscan factory and carefully look over the dishes. What she was buying were the flawed pieces, the seconds. So if you were to look very closely to these dishes, you will find a flaw somewhere. Now, most people would not buy flawed pieces. It, they wouldn't mean a thing to them. But because it was so important that my grandma have a special table and she did what she could, they were very valuable to her. So these have flaws, 
The mm-hmm. kitchen is the place. I know in your book you say that the kitchen is a place of character development. Yes. And so we see our flaws. We kind of want to hide them. But these are important to you, even though they're 70 years old and they've got flaws and you know about the flaws now. Yes. Why are they so valuable to you? Because they were so valuable to my grandmother and she worked so hard to collect them and keep them in the family. And so, you know, when we remodeled this kitchen, I made sure that the cupboards that I chose had glass doors on the fronts so that I could display them. I have a special place for them because, you know, they're kind of fragile. I don't use them as every day or every weekend like my grandmother did and my mother did, but I love them. Mm, I love that. There's, there's so many, I guess, spiritual connections that you're drawing out and yes. you draw out throughout the, the book. They're fragile. So they're yes. kind of like us, right? Yes. And, <laughs> and you got to be careful and imperfect, Yeah. you know, and, but you treat them with care because of who they belong to. Do you think you'd ever sell them? Absolutely not. <laughs> Why not? Because they're priceless. They're valuable to you. They're valuable to me. Yep. Just like my grandma's china, God sees our beauty and we're worth something. come to the end of our time together but we are really looking forward to coming here next week again so we can yes. go through some other rooms in your beautiful Victorian house oh, okay. but before we let you go I wonder if you could pray for our viewers yes I would love to dear Heavenly Father what a privilege it is to share my house and the lessons that you have given to me through these renovation experiences and experiences through our lives. And Father, today we talked about my sheep who got lost and how the ones who knew my voice came home. They followed me home. Lord, I know that there are people who are searching for you, who need you, who are looking for a better way. Give them the courage and the strength to open their doors and invite you in, where that you can give them comfort and healing and peace. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Friends, Jesus is your savior and he longs to have a special relationship with you. He wants you to spend time with Him by experiencing His Word and connecting to Him daily so that you can really get to know Him. Today, our free offer for you is Steps to Christ. This powerful book will highlight what God's Word says about the plan of salvation and the biblical steps to a saving relationship with Jesus. And when you get your free offer, we will also say an enclosed this special bookmark, which is designed to go with Polly's book. And on it is the text Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4. 
By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Before you go, we would also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel and also listen to our podcasts. And if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs. You too can experience the fullness of life that is found in the words of Jesus when he said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.